September 20th, 1997. The top movie was in and out a film that was special to all of us because of our English teachers, who were gay. Every single one. Darman Greg premiered this week and went on for five seasons, so I guess somebody was watching. Fox aired its final episode of the X-Men animated series at the behest of the new top executive, Apocalypse. Honey by Mariah Carey was all over the radio, though I never heard it until this morning, a fact that will surely lead to Bobby claiming I've committed a hate crime. Meanwhile, in Birmingham, England, the hero British Bulldog looked to keep his European championship from the coward Shawn Michaels. This is the full Monty, McMahon. This is Hell in a Cell Phone. Welcome to another episode of Hell in a Cell Phone, the podcast where we attempt to make... Aaron, I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> okay. Hold on, hold on, no, because Eric got very upset last time because I introduced you first and you got to go on a whole thing. So first I got to say, Eric is here. Eric's Hi. over. All right, Eric, we have quorum. We have quorum. Can we, can we go into the agenda now? All because members are present. I got a lot of things I got to unpack about this intro this, okay. this, this time, Aaron. Okay. okay. First and foremost, how did you avoid Mariah Carey's huge comeback album... Butterfly, where she's like associating now with like Diddy at, at peak Diddy, okay? And not only that, Mariah Carey comes out in the Honey video where she plays essentially a spy. Oh, I watched She's it in this a morning. very tight bathing it. suit. Oh, is that yeah. when she comes out of the water? Yes, and yeah. everyone was jerking off to it. This was like, she was like a babe. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh-huh. unbelievable that, like, as a straight person alive at that time and an age where you were like uh, extra horny. That Mariah Carey's Honey just flew completely out of your radar. Let me ask you this. Did Honey have a horn section? Was she wearing oh, checkerboard? No. Ugh. Oh, no. I Actually, was... she's a fourth wave. Mariah Carey <laughs> is fourth wave ska. Uh, no, I was in my... I listened to all music except for rap and country. Oh, and, and Mariah... And... Were you in Connecticut or Maryland at the time? Uh, Maryland. Okay, just checking. I just wanted to know in what part of the country we're, we're, Mariah Carey. Eastern Seaboard. I want to know where Mariah Carey is considered rap. That's what it basically <laughs> was my question. Um, I kind of lumped all R and B in with hip hop at that point. Yeah, it was that. And now this comes from a man with a Jay Z tattoo on his back. <laughs> it's like truly people are, yeah. have a wonderful capability no, to I'm change. Trying to change. overcome his uh, insecurities about it. Um, wow. I also say didn't really care for it. I mean, it was a different time. <laughs> and I implore you, dear listener, to while you're revisiting these WWE pay reviews, get on Spotify, give Mariah Carey's Butterfly album a new spin. Because there's a great duet. No, there's some good jams on there. Isn't that the one with, with her and ODB? Isn't that on there's there? The, and the one with Bone Thugs and Harmony? Yeah. Crossroads? No, there's some jams on there. Wait. No, Crossroads? not Crossroads. No, Crossroads wait. No, 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 no. Uh, no, fuck. What was the moment with Mariah Carey? I literally could start with it. You called yesterday, yay, to basically say yay. You're, wow. just not, you're just not perfect a, pitch. Uh, shut up. I don't know what it was called, but anyway, the, oh, breakdown. That's what it was called. Breakdown. Break breakdown. Is that a breaking me on down? Very. Yeah, I anyway. don't know. I mean, it's funny because um, I have a sense memory of seeing that video. Sure, but not. I don't. I couldn't. In your downstairs. I couldn't, I couldn't sing for you what honey is. All the only Mariah Carey song I know from that time period is Sweet Fantasy because that's got that the Tom Tom Club. Not that time period. Well, then, I know nothing. <laughs> that is not the same time not period. Um, but sure. I uh, appreciate, though, the ref. Uh, yeah, unbelievable that that... Not that I'm not saying you had to be into it, but for it to completely, like, not be aware of it is shocking. I am shocked. Well, he was also, you know, shunning all the gay people in his life at the time. So That's true. he was actually committing real hate crimes. 
I don't know what the reference was. No, it just was. Oh, that was just a, it, was, it was a hate crime. Was, was straight, so I'm yeah, saying yeah, you're yeah. committing actual hate crimes. <laughs> Got it. I'm trying to look up this album now. I'm doing a lot of things. You guys, wow, you're very on brand. We'll get the research department on it. Okay, so that was what I got to say about Mariah Carey. All right, uh, In and Out, terrible movie. Uh, I don't saw it in think theaters. I watched it. I saw it in theaters, and still I had to come out to my parents. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I saw it so many times because that was like an HBO Saturday afternoon staple back when there was only uh, HBO. Oh, right, 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 right. That's true. It was. I feel like that movie... Right, but also, like, you had options. <laughs> like, you, you could not watch it. Well, was I going to not watch TV? You can go outside, Aaron. <laughs> I think we both know that I was not what we <laughs> like, call I'm sure Shawshank kid. was about to start playing on every <laughs> cable sure. channel. Yeah, it... Um... It has its sweet moments, but I had to like remind myself of the plot over and over again as we were like going over the. I didn't I like, realize he mm-hmm. actually was gay. Well, neither does he, and well, hilarity yeah. ensues. And by the way, this is how this is how a lot of uh, people have their revelations. Sure, they kiss Tom Selleck for twelve seconds, uh-huh. and then um, they well, accidentally say they're gay. Well, you're taking out a, a very important step in which an Academy Award-winning actor needs to say on national TV that you're gay. Okay, guys, wait, I want to hear which Academy Award-winning actor would be the one to out you. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, I've had so Natalie many- Portman. Ooh. <laughs> In a very smart way. Well, it would be like it would be like, yeah, he was creeping on me, but but actually, I'm pretty sure he's gay. He thought we were dating, but honestly, he was gay. And then there would be a picture of me shirtless and just uh-huh. smiling wide while she looks like she wants to get away. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That that's a great way to to do it. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Don't ask me any other questions. Great. Great. Ooh, I want Tommy Lee Jones to say I'm gay too. <laughs> Did you ever hear? There's a really good. Um, there's a. Uh, I don't know if I've told this before. I've told this a lot of times, but in college, I remember reading an interview around the time that that uh, Marlon Brando died, and or not an interview, but it was like a story written by a guy who grew up around Marlon Brando. He was like friends with Marlon Brando's daughter, and he used to be around the house, and he had a lot of like stories from when Marlon Brando was fucking crazy, like around the time of like the Island of Doctor Moreau. Let's mm-hmm. say uh, one of the times he said that he was. Um, he was like maybe like 13 or, or whatever. And he was like sitting, no, younger, like maybe like 11. Anyway, pretty young. He's sitting on the couch with Marlon Brando, who's just like watching TV and they're just watching TV together. And Marlon Brando just turns to him and goes, I have a sneaking suspicion that you're a homosexual. Am I right? And he just goes, uh-huh. And he wasn't, but like Marlon Brando is just, you know, outing him. So he's like, yeah, yes. <laughs> Anyway, that's my Marlon Brando day story. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, Bobby, you had some other things you wanted to get yes. to, I believe? So we talked about X-Men, which was such an important thing for me in 1997 in general. I remember watching the last episode. I stuck with it all the way through. Um, from the very first episode, which I think they... Did re- the humans finally get them? I feel like that was the point of that series, was for the humans to eventually root out to all the To conquer, yeah, them. all the dirty... Yeah, yes, that's actually what happened. Yeah. <laughs> the final solution. Yes, it was I episode. remember there was a, th- a three-parter. I don't think it was the final season. It, might have, it was like a season or two before. Uh, Bishop is out in, in like the timescape, and uh-huh. there's... Like, and there's uh, I think it's Gateway or something is like leading him around. And we took a trip down to Maryland to to stay with my uh, not yet stepfather, but it was before we moved down there. And they were airing the final one as we were supposed to like go into DC. 
And so I'm like freaking out and I was like, it's okay, we'll record it, we'll record it. And then the tape didn't work when I got back from my, my day out in DC and it, it devastated me. And so I still don't know, I still don't know how that ended. Well, no spoilers. I no spoilers. <laughs> I have the DVDs. You can borrow them. I, I kept them Actually, in my Actually, I have purge. your DVDs. You have my first, you just have the first yeah. disc of the five disc collection. How many collection. seasons were there of X-Men? I want to say five. Five sounds right. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and it was honestly really good as an X-Men comic book nerd who's like read all the great stories. Uh, like there was no better adaptation of Dark Phoenix. It's the best than, Dark Phoenix. It's yes, un- by far. It's unbelievable how good they do it. Really? You yes. know, I, I checked out. I checked out maybe after season one, so I really no. It got it that got better. It, the last season, maybe two seasons, the animation style changes, and you yeah. can like tell. And it's, it's like the last half of the season of the last season. They did that weird like LARPing episode where there was like a storybook theme, like they were trapped with like Morlock children, and they told them like stories, like a bottle episode, and it was uh, like they were like elves and dragons and things. it was like a LARPing episode. I just need to get this out because I've been yelling this at all of my friends for the past few months. Wow. The only way that Dark Phoenix works is if you do Phoenix first. You can't skip that step. Yeah, you did yell this at me. This is yeah, I'm getting this out there in into to other people to hear this. The only way that Dark Phoenix works is if you do Phoenix first. Did that Are movie you come out? Listening, Brian Singer. <laughs> also well, go to jail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think if we're, if we're this this we want to get one, if we want to get one message through to Brian Singer, <laughs> okay. it's probably this is Brian don't Singer's rape one young, phone young, call. Young yeah. Men. yeah. Also go directly to jail, please. Um, okay, so that was X Men. I mean, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, yeah. I stand by it. Yeah. Uh, lastly, oof, are we going to get sued in this podcast? That's what I'm saying. The one- <laughs> we got taken down from, from iTunes for just saying bullshit. Look, we also got taken down for our cell phones being on. Like, truly, Big Brother is watching <laughs> and listening, yes. apparently. A uh, friend of the pod, uh, Tim Donnelly, called out the oh. buzzing that you sometimes hear on episodes, which is because... Some of us blow up, and we don't always put our phones on. Um... Also, with Tim, what we don't want to admit, but it's time to let you know, is that we're all wearing vibrating butt plugs while watching wrestling, yes. and that's what we all do when we watch it together, and Tim wouldn't know that because he never watches it with us. Right. This is why we get so excited. Yeah. It's canon. Yeah. Nick Cannon. Anyway. What's that? <laughs> Darwin Greg, you Darwin want to say Greg. something about Darwin? Like, I swear, can, I swear, this is a wrestling two. podcast. You're like nobody watched Darwin Greg. People watch Darwin Greg, bitch. That shit was on for five seasons, and so people watch it. You know who watched it? Nathan Hankinson. Uh-huh. Nathan, Nathan Nate Hankinson, husband. my husband, watched the shit out of Darwin Greg. And anytime we spotted Jenna Elfman or Greg on anything else, he is the first to point out, "That's Greg. That's Dharma. That's Greg from Darwin Greg. That's Greg." So we watched Tales of the City recently, the original one, and he was a big part of it, and that was. You know what? I can't remember what Greg looked like. I, I know Dharma because what? I had a huge crush on Jenna Elfman. He particularly looks like a generic white man. Like that's like literally like why he. That's the whole character. So As a like generic a... white man myself, I. It's like I have multiple words for snow. <laughs> so you know, you have to tell me what the different what 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 flavor of generic. He's white like man a is. waspy Wall Street. As a Jew. They all look the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the wasps look look the same. Okay. Uh, this pay per view was three hours long. It did not need to be three hours Jesus long. Christ! I wish this pay per view was one hour long. Then it would be one of the best pay per views the WWE has ever produced. But instead, it was three hours long, and so it really averaged out to I would say a solid C. The good news is I now no longer fear death. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what I was doing. I, think I had a true existential crisis watching this. I was watching it going, 
what what are we what are any of us doing like life is so short like for the godwins life is so short <laughs> it's particularly short for the godwins um <laughs> Actually, I don't think it was. Could but be anyway. shorter. I don't know. Uh, but at the stage for this before, the last time the WWE had a big sort of pay-per-view mass scale event like this in the UK was SummerSlam 1992. And it's best known for the Bret Hart British Bulldog Intercontinental title match. So this match famously is an incredible match. Like, it's just fantastic. It's a great match. Bulldog wins, and he's the hometown hero. And it is, it's at Wembley Stadium. It's amazing. This is when he had his his. Full. I think it's when he had, yeah, it's when he went fully back from Cancun. Ugh. Now, at this point, was British Bulldog a heel against so, Bret Hart the face? Because I mean, I know that it's obvious that I think all it was those a face face go out the window. It was a rare like face face meeting. Mm-hmm. I believe honestly, I, I that I don't know the the alignment. But uh, what's also interesting about that match is in Bret Hart's biography, he details in general it was it's an amazing match, but it was one of the hardest ones ever because Bulldog showed up so fucked up on drugs that he forgot the match so like he was in the match and literally was like i don't know what we do next i don't know what we do next i don't know what happened what what, what now what do we do like and so bret hart was literally calling the match the entire time spot by spot and it's one of the most like beautiful masterful matches like it's like well regarded as like one of the best that's because bret hart is really really good at that he's really good at everything but being any fun <laughs> yeah that 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 tracks but that's that was sort of going into this so now here's british bulldog again Coming in, the hometown hero. What a pro. <laughs> he is. British Bulldog's coming in. He is the hometown hero. He is the reigning European champion. How long has he been reigning for? Not long because the belt has been fairly newly introduced. Okay. Wait, so in 92, what did he win? He won the Intercontinental, Intercontinental. Intercontinental title. Oh, and this is European. European was introduced earlier in 97 that we were watching. Mm-hmm. Um, Owen, no, he won it. Bulldog won it from Owen. Bulldog and, and yeah, Owen yeah. were the finals in the tournament that took place in Germany. Yes. So even though they were a tag team and they were aligned together, they just fought. They, they yeah, it goes other. along with all that weird kind of like, will they, won't they, as far as the breakup between those two. Did they tease for a long time? Right. And... Um, at this time, everyone is sort of, sort of oriented in 97 now that the Hart Foundation are heels in America, but their faces everywhere else. Yeah, right. So that's another piece of... So this yeah, is Owen, Owen gets a big pop. Every time he shows up, Owen gets a big pop. We'll get to Owen. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, this is like Vince is always talking about like breaking into new international markets. You, you know, we've seen in the time when we've watched him leaning hard on India. Now, obviously, all this like... Saudi Arabia stuff, like international markets, he's like always trying to get in. So this is literally him trying to break into the UK is what we're seeing. So this is like the second sort of big foray into it. It's a partnership with Sky, all this stuff. Um, So that's sort of like the Oh, was this on Sky? Huh? Yes. Was this on Sky box office? Couldn't tell. (laughs) Sky totally stole their shit off of like 21st Century Fox. It might be the same owners, right? I think it is the same owners. Oh, do they have like the... Yeah, the, spot, it was the like, searchlights and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It All looked right. very similar. So this brings us to September twentieth. Uh, we are in Birmingham, England. Well done. Got it right that first wow. time. That's my first take. Not Birmingham, Birmingham, Burning Man. And I remember thinking very early as the pay per view started. Thank God the Austin Powers craze hasn't really hit yet. And boy, was I wrong. Boy, were Vince you wrong. Vince literally must have watched that on the plane over because nobody... I think he actually said he watched it on the plane over. <laughs> because nobody saw that movie in the theaters, right? 
Did you? Austin Powers? I think I did. I definitely saw it that. It was like a huge craze. No, no, that was the whole thing. The first one nobody saw in the theaters, and it wasn't until it blew up on home video, and then The Spy Who Shagged Me, everybody saw. Was that was that what happened? Yeah. I don't remember that. I, I think I saw it. Well, I was like peak age for Austin Powers, both in the fact that I was I had the, the sense of humor of a 13-year-old because I was 13, <laughs> or not even probably, I was like 11 or 12, and like going to the movies was like the one cool thing I could do. So I almost definitely saw it in theaters. I saw In and Out in theaters, as we've established. So I'm right. sure I saw it. Literally, the, the less, the least cool thing you could do. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like uh, Wayne's World was already a big deal. Mm-hmm. So like, I would think that at that point, Austin Powers would be kind of like an easy sell. You you're sure that it it was it was like a, it had a bad box it office. It made money in the box office, but it it definitely didn't break a hundred. Feel like I saw it in movie theaters, but I don't know. I, I didn't save my stubs. I'll have to check my <laughs> check your memory my, box. My, yeah, my memory box. But they go to the Austin Powers well so many times for never saying the word "shagged" a single time. Or like, do I make you horny? Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it? Did he say horny? Do I make you randy? Horny. You, horny. He says, baby. He says both. Yeah, but I the catchphrase. My, I forgot my Austin Powers. Like, if second. you went to Spencer's Gift and bought a beach towel, it would say, Do I make you, you horny, baby? Do I make you horny, baby? Okay, yeah. I had to go there into it is, the, there into it the is. voice. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, by the way, speaking of the references that we saw, you know, yes, it didn't, they they went medium on Austin Powers. I definitely saw a giant sign that said, Sporty Spice for Life. Which, like, if you're going to align yourself with a spice If you're going to pick a spice hill to spice die on, <laughs> I would, it would not be sporty. Right, like, I go this with... is early Spice Girls. Like, Sporty Spice had a, a renaissance, like, later on in the Spice Girls career. Sure. If there's a spice hill I'm going to die on, it's going to be the Spice Melange. Yes. It would be more like a Spice Dune. Yes. <laughs> yes, read our books. It's a hate crime if you don't. No, it's not. <laughs> hate crime against white men. So, it's going to be tough to talk about a lot of these matches. Sure is. And honestly, we can feel free to breeze right through. (laughs) Because these are basically the most generic versions of these matches that you can have. There's only really one storyline that gets advanced at all throughout this entire night. Yeah, but I would say we have three and a half good matches in here. Okay. Three and a half? My count was at two. Oh. Hmm. I mean, I think, well, we'll go match by match. Yeah, let's but go match by match. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Let's start at the top. So we started with Hunter versus Dude Love at the very top. Hunter staring down the beef eaters as he made his way to the ring. I don't understand. Does Vince have people on retainer whose job is to dress in a Party City Halloween costume and fucking stand around the scenery? Or is it the same person? Like, what is happening? Like, both the jesters at King of the Ring. Like, there's always just, like, a person, like, I just feel like in your house there's going to be someone, like, trimming the bushes. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that I feel that like that's something doing? that you can get at your local, you know, like, a, like when you show up, how you get your teamsters. Like, you know, the the, the, the venue provides okay, that's what I mean. the two fucking weirdos. <laughs> that's what I want to know. I want to know, are they traveling with WWE? Are they, did they employees? Yes. Did they get a plane ticket yeah. to Birmingham? Uh-huh. Costume now, fitting. Now I'm just saying it to so many times so that I can prove you're that doing I can't. Great. Oh, I'm... good. When we record the intro before this, then you'll be very practiced. <laughs> yeah, I want to know those guys' story. Uh, yeah, no, he's probably like, okay, so you give me the two losers uh, when we get there. You dress them up like idiots, stick them in yeah. the camera, it's fine. Uh, change some of this money into pounds. Nobody give gets health insurance. Give me the, the two fuck losers. Out of my Put their fucking heads in the toilet. <laughs> 
No one has we got the million pound challenge coming up with the sad boy from Manchester. <laughs> Which key? Okay, everyone picks a key. We're gonna randomly call. Wait, how many phone numbers do they have in England? Wait, is it six digits? Is it plus forty four? Like. <laughs> They call a sheep farmer. Like, what <laughs> the fuck is a WWF? <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Uh, so then, uh, dude loves. Well, before, oh, wait, before we on. get there, I'd like to say that this is the first time during uh, Hunter Hunter S. Helmsley's I, entrance that that an announcer gets his name pronounced right. It's Hunter Hurst Helmsley. It's very good. I gotta go back. I gotta go back before the match, even. Okay. The opening, the opening. All we right, didn't talk Jack. about the opening package. Oh, okay. Oh. The opening package was Bulldogs, you know, like rags to riches, sort mm-hmm. of like uh, sure. life story. Not much to talk about, but there was one image that haunts me to this day, which is just a young British Bulldog and a puppet. No explanation. <laughs> He's got a puppet, though. Like a big, like life size, like Muppet puppet. He had a puppet. Like on a his real head. big I forgot pu- that. Not like a cute little puppet, like a big fucking professional puppet. I was too And busy. I was like, I want to go back. I want to go back and I want to figure out. Did, was he pursuing ventriloquism? Like, I, I want to know. Did, was it the school talent show? Someone tell me. Could, Could you, you imagine? Who- Could you imagine that that Bulldog is so bad on the mic, but then all but his true talent <laughs> is like making a puppet talk better. He's literally the Batman villain of Ventriloquist, where he's like talks through the doll the whole he time. He can't talk on his own. He literally just mumbles and walks. This is like away. a drama therapy exercise for him. Um, but it, it was. It was shocking. I was like watching it and I was like, well, I'm sorry, what the fuck was that? Um, puppet. Okay. Doing that's... a Google image search, it only comes up with bulldog puppets. Aww. Like the, the animal. Can you search Davy Boy Smith puppet? <laughs> sure. But you might get puppets of the British Bulldog, which I find which I would find very disturbing. You wouldn't buy that? No, but if I'm gonna put my my fist up someone, it's Yeah. It's gonna be Stone Cold Steve Austin, honestly. If I had to pick like ninety seven time. Maybe Billy Gunn. Ken Shamrock, never mind. But those are the top three, probably. <laughs> Ken Shamrock would just bend your foot for a while. He's 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 kind of a fetishist. He's like the Quentin That's Tarantino why. of wrestlers. <laughs> Got nothing. Wow, wow, internet. We beat the internet on this. I mean, we, we, we can go back. But we can uh, break the can't. internet on this. We can upload it to the internet. Let alert the media. That there is an image of Davy Boy Smith. I think with. I was just blinded by the braids. The, when I saw the braids, I was like, "This is so bad," and I couldn't watch anything else. I was like, "I don't know." It's it's like young David Davy Boy Smith, who, by the way, kind of like a, like a like a big boy. Like he kind of <laughs> he had a little baby fat on him. He was of like a thicker muscle muscle man. Yeah, um, but I was extremely into it to the surprise of no one. Um, but yes, uh, so going into, are we, are we clear? Yeah, okay, we're clear. Sorry. So I, I had Triple a, H's that was entrance important. with China, we have, uh, as I said, the very appropriate pronunciation of Hunter Hess Helmsley. It should always be said in a British accent. And China brought out her finest dog collar mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. her England. With the weirdest combination of spikes on it. Like, I feel like it was too <laughs> horizontal too vertical, too horizontal. Interesting. I don't. I didn't clock that that much. I was. I did clock her bike shorts though, and I was like, interesting. Like a little like uh, dressing up, dressing down happening. I like it. 
What part was the dressing up? Was it the two, it was the the two collar. vertical spikes? I don't know how spikes. They're so I feel like aren't I, spikes like like circular? Look, at I'm the saying base? that dog collars are you definitely wear for an occasion. <laughs> Dress for the job you want, it's not, not the job you have. <laughs> they were actually day. going to Buckingham Palace, Buckingham, uh, afterwards to meet the Queen, so China could wear her finest collar. And then Dude Love's promo is just the the ramblings of an insane man with I, a British accent. It's joyful. It's so fucking lovely. Like to see him be able to really do It's lovely, isn't it? This it's lovely, isn't it? Oi, mister. You you mean McFoley. You mean mankind. But doing these like separate characters and all doing them so well and really making not just making them feel unique in his presentation backstage, but I thought his wrestling style is also different as dude love. And that's really fucking cool. Yeah. That is some next level shit. Sure. The missing teeth joke? Loved it. Really? I'm not it. missing them. They're gone, but I'm not missing them. Couldn't he have made some kind of English joke? Like he's doing But he's this- a face. It was the joke was on him. It wasn't on them. If anything, he's like he's like dad joke love. He was doing relatable <laughs> humor for the crowd. He was doing crowd work. He he. I mean, the don't best- you hate having a full mouth? I don't know. <laughs> don't you? I don't know. Well, wow. What? I'm sorry. I'm cut, keeping that in. Cut that out. No, I. You know, like I don't know. I think the best thing about dude love is that like. And, and we've, we've talked about this, but the best thing about him is that he's so joyfully doing all the things he's doing, and everything is basically a complete farce uh, or parody of of uh, Heartbreak Kid, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, when, it, when he dances like a dad, when he does the thing, everything is a heightened version of Heartbreak Kid, which is how he owns Heartbreak Kid so well by saying... And, but, like, it's like an own, but it's also... Um, a loving tribute because he basically is like I, I love what you do but like also this is what this is how I mimic what you do yeah, it's I've, drag it's heartbreak kid drag yeah I, I buy that but it's also like this look how cool this is to a 16 year old and how embarrassing it is for someone your age to be doing it <laughs> like yeah. that's that's really what it is um, it's amazing I, I I just love everything he's doing without question it, show, it shows how how absurd all of it is in a really interesting and, fu- and like fun way I mean like I was literally looking online during this I was like what do love shirts exist that I might want to own because I really don't want like a tie dye shirt and I was like yeah I don't know he ruined it I can't, yeah there's no I, other like, there's no way to do it but like I love it and I was like there's there's a there's a big part of my heart that's tied up with dude love. You're like a year away from owning a tie dye shirt, Eric. I might be. You will. <clears throat> yeah, when I move to the the suburbs. <laughs> well, stick with Mick Foley a little bit longer. Let's see what happens. Then you're gonna be like buying tie dye shirts and tie dye head headbands and all kinds of things. Oh, he could sell me ice and an igloo. <laughs> oh, but this match was good though. This was a solid. You know, we've seen Mick Foley and and Hunter Hearst Helmsley uh, tangle a few times before. I believe this is their fourth encounter. Um, but that might not in pay per view. Yeah, I think four. So we've seen them do this a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not their best one, but it's real solid. I think well, it's a real solid wrestling match because they're hitting all the notes. This is what I do. Now is the point where China distracts. Now is the point where um, I hit the pedigree and I win. Like it, it was just like I love the spot with the ref. I love when the when that when Triple H and the ref clash. Yeah, I love when the refs get physical. 
Yeah, it was really, and the crowd popped the fuck out when that happened. Well, I mean, one thing we should say is the crowd is there for the entire oh, night. They are hot as hell. They're like, give me Flash Funk? Sure. They're like, they'll take fucking anything. They really are like, like starving children who are, who like you just threw out raw meat and yeah. they are going for it. I don't know if that that's insensitive to starving children. You know, they eat raw meat. <laughs> they listen, those animals would eat Oy, raw Mr. meat. Oh, Mr. Please, sir, can I have some more raw meat? And that is our Could first. You- our first British accent of the night. Could you please, could you please warm it a bit? <laughs> Spare some, some raw meat, please. <laughs> you want more raw meat? <laughs> All right. This is um, like a weird Sweeney Todd. You, we really could have used a second six pack for this. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> the Brits. You, you sure you have, do you have anything? Can we go drink your drain cleaner? <laughs> yeah, listen, I've got, I've got a lot of plum, liquid plumber that I can't use. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, okay, so does this count as one of your, your big matches of the night? Um, this, no. this might be the half, or it oh, might really? be a contributor to the half. I and mean, there's a couple matches that are sol- that are surprisingly solid. I thought this was a solid match. Yeah, this uh, is a fine match, but it's a song we've all heard before. Yeah, yeah. That, that's. I think that was my issue with it. I was just like, um, okay, I've seen this. Um, it, it's literally not advancing any storyline no. because it, 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 I mean, there were times where like Mick Foley sort of became dude love in the middle of a match and, and maybe he wrestled his dude love like before, right before this in a raw, but like, I don't know. It was just like, we're bringing out two guys who fight each other and yeah. I was like, fine. But I, um, appreciate the way that Mick Foley adds little things to do love to make it feel different. Like, not just, obviously, the costume and, the and like, the mannerisms, but, like, Mankind wouldn't do that arm drag off the turnbuckles in a way that Dude Love would. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I think there's, like, there's ways in his style of wrestling that, as Dude Love, are a little bit more technical. Like, I use that word very generously here, but he's doing a different style of wrestling as his character in a way that, like, say today, Finn Balor, Finn Balor the Demon... Same. It's the same, same with makeup. Set, yeah. yeah. So it's, what, what? What's some um, dude loves finisher? Uh, sweet shin music, where he kicks him in the shin and then does the DDT. Oh, did he do that? He did. That was the finish. Oh, nice. That was part of that. He did at one point in this, not the finish. Sweet shin music he went is for, cute. He went for the sweet shin music, but then it ended with Triple H hitting the pedigree. Right, 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 right. And but there was one with the DDT with the China, then put the foot in the rope. I'm trying to remember. It's really not worth it. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> don't, literally, don't try to remember anything of this. But this was solid. It wasn't bad. It was just solid. Yeah, look, it's fine. Yeah, I. I would this, be, this could have been uh, on a raw. But if I was erasing, there, there's a couple of matches I would like to erase from this pay per view. Like I would like to be like, why did we bother with this at all? Let's never do it. I wish it wasn't here, and it makes it brings the whole product worse. I don't think this does. And if I was like recasting this pay per view, this is still a pretty solid opener. Okay, well, do you want to move on to the next? No. Yeah, so then we go into the audience, and there is so many leather hats. You saw the exact hat I had. Like I, the saw, exact I saw the zebra exact pin. One, That yep. is the exact hat oh, I had. Yeah. And then kind of like the the black back, what would you call that? Like 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 Not like the tan, like the... the it's like a motorcycle hat. Like, yeah, with the, the stone cold skull on the top of it. I missed all of this. I don't know. I was I was just like, let me eat my yeah, this, was like, this was when they went to the audience. It was like, I think Shawn Michaels will win. Now a British Bulldog is going British Bulldog. I think Shawn Michaels is going to win. <laughs> British Bulldog. It was literally that <laughs> level of energy, I feel like. Man, I don't even remember. 
remember. I think their energy got mirrored it's by It's not energy. worth it. Yeah, they were just basically, it was literally just like random, pasty English people saying Bulldog or Shawn Michaels over and over again. English people. That's true. That was redundant. But yeah, it was, wasn't a big thing. So then Sunny comes out. Oh boy. Boy <laughs> nay, does she. Nay. Black feather lined, want to say velvet bathrobe? <laughs> Blue pleather boots and a bikini that was dipped in an acid trip. Yeah, it was a very 1997 look. I will say I could see older, uh, what's her name? Terry? No, not Terry. Tammy? Tammy. Tammy. I could see older Tammy peeking out from this one. Like, in the in, in some of the other pay-per-views, when I see Sonny, I'm like, holy shit, Sonny is very, very attractive. But when I saw this, I was like, this is not a good look for her. There's a very specific phrase that comes to mind when I think of Sonny, and it is, road hard and put away wet. Yep. yep. <laughs> and that, just I feel like that is her brand. Yeah. Yeah. And this here is peak that. Where she has nothing to do, and it's like, why? Like, we don't just trotting her out for the sake of trotting her out. Yeah, more horse stuff. Let's, let's get let's get back to the horse analogies. You know that comes from horses. Horse break kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she does look a little like dazed here, where it was like not sunny. Even she's not sure what she's doing. Well, nothing is sunny in England. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to get Sunny out of there so that we have room for Leaf Cassidy and Tiger Ali Singh. Oh. Wow. Oh, this you, was, you didn't like this? This wasn't one of your full ones? No, this is one I would absolutely to erase from this pay-per-view. Uh, Leaf Cassidy's ring gear looks like cool runnings. It's real bad. He, It's like he didn't change his rocker's gear. I mean, he'll get rebranded, but... And this is actually going to be the last time that we see him until he, he's going to go away to ECW for a little while, and he's going to come back, and it's going to be great. Do we see him when, like, do do we does he go away until his bad die job? grows out because that dye job was the he most comes back when he looks yeah. okay good. because that 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 dye job, like the blonde and brown was gross i don't know if it's what what, what is it um what's it called when when ombre ombre i don't know if it's ombre but it's it was awful well it was like jersey it's a shame because he is a very good wrestler and he's one of those people that like they just totally didn't like do well by like they didn't give him a sh- the right shot or write him the right character or put him in the right spot but he well, but, is good yeah but i mean at this point ecw and wwf have they're, they're working together yeah yeah they have a talent and so thing. it's it's not like they really a farm league kind of thing there but they knew he wasn't doing right right here let's put him in ecw we'll see what develops and they wind up doing really right by him in the future so yeah put a few I think chairs they, through his head <laughs> listen bad hair happens to good wrestlers all the time but Tiger Arley Singh, on the other hand, is the opposite, who's a terrible wrestler that they are pushing to the moon. And it's very bad. Is it because he's legacy? He's, it is because he's legacy. And like that promo he cut before this match was supposed to be a face promo. Well, true and proud. What? Yeah. True and proud Asian Canadian is not a thing that you hear very often. No. No. I, I, I actually, I did have the note, his promo was rough. It was terrible. Even if it was trying to be a heel promo, bad heel promo. But it's even worse when you consider they were trying to push him as a face. Just, that was supposed to be a face. That was supposed to be, I'm Hulk, like, um, mm-hmm. eat your vegetables, take your vitamins. Like, don't do drugs. That, like, that's what he was doing. It but he is. wasn't doing it. It was bad. Yeah, I like he, he 
just well, gave, get- he just gave so much background on himself, and I'm like, oh, who? No one cares, man. I mean, we're getting to the point where people are going to cheer for drug references. Yeah, absolutely. But also, and he's bad. The thing that's most important is he's bad. He's bad. He's a bad wrestler. He is bad in the ring. I don't remember him at all. And looking things up, it said he was around with the company till like 2002. Oh, yeah. And he gets pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed as a face, as a heel, as a manager. All these different things they like want. Like, I don't know. Is it to, was, were they trying to get a foothold with Indian viewers? I don't even think that was even the consideration. I really think it was more the legacy. Um, but who can say? Who knows what's going on Vince McMahon's steroid addled brain? think his father has on Vince McMahon? <laughs> I'm sure there's a wide variety. Guys, Aha! <laughs> he called himself the true messiah in that promo. Just like how? A face promo. <laughs> bad. So bad. And this match was bad. It was bad. Yeah. I wrote, um, glad I slept through it the first time. <laughs> I have something about father and son stuff, and then I just wrote whatever after that. Yeah, that's fine. We can just move on. Okay. Cool. Great. I love uh, this. Tiger Ali Singh wins. Great. Uh, then we have the Bariquas versus the Headbangers, Savio and Miguel. And Miguel. Miguel. Yikes. Miguel. Miguel. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Miguel. Uh, Savio and Miguel. Are you are you reading out the class roster? I don't listen to R and B. School. <laughs> um, is there a Miguel here in Miguel Perez? Uh, this one was a snoozer through most of the start. So I was but a, I liked the way that it went at near the end. I liked this match. It mm-hmm. wasn't great. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like this is one of the best matches as a must see, but this is another solid match. And it is a really good example of like textbook tag team wrestling matches. Yeah. This is what it should be. The heels isolate the face. The yeah. heels do all the dirty tactics. The blind the tags. Tag, yep. The hot tag. The hot tag. But and, also, it told but us- also the blind tags, and also the distracting the ref, and also yeah. the getting Mosh worked up, and like not letting, like making him make all his own bad decisions. This told the story of two more veteran wrestlers who knew what they were doing and knew how to exploit kind of the hard headedness of these youngsters who have had so much success so far. And it was only through these youngsters' determination and a little bit of luck in the end that they came out with the titles. Yep. I loved it. I, I loved I'm, it? Oh, okay, maybe love is a strong word. But I do think it was like a solid match. I thought I was like, I didn't regret. I would not erase this match from this pay-per-view. I would keep this match on the pay-per-view. This, this was one of your solid. This was one of your three. Solid. This, this, no, I think this contributes to the point five. How many? It gets a point two five, and the other and the opener <laughs> got a point two five. Sure, man. Um, I was just like, yeah, it was fine. Um, I also noted there's a lot of flags in the Attitude Era. Is this just going to continue? Like, how many flags are we... Like, everybody brought out a fucking flag. A lot of people brought out a flag. Some people brought out two flags. But keep in mind, again, like, national... Like, they're doing the whole... They're building so many huge stories around, like, anti-American sentiment and America versus blah, blah, blah. And so I think right now, but it will pass. Okay. I get what they're going for. I'm just saying, like, everybody was doing this It's this, like, weird nationalism phase they're in now. It's not a thing for the whole Attitude Era. Can't wait for 9-11 to happen. Just everybody clears up. <laughs> Yikes. Ah, wow. What? Guys. Cut that. Kind of a good thing. No. <laughs> I will definitely keep that. Fuck that shit. Uh, um, and- wait. No. Uh, so another another note I wanted to make about this. Um, do the do the headbangers have a move that's like basically a stage dive? Because they should. They call it the stage. They call their finisher the stage. Dive. Oh, okay, that's good. Is that the one where like they're holding him up and then they? Yeah, they will kind of like sit on his chest as he goes down. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, what, what, that's related to... I feel like they do that with uh, something else. That's a, what's, the, what's the official name for that move? Um, I don't know if that one has, like, an official move. It would be... Um, like, a assisted sitting senton, maybe, I might call that. Because I feel like we've talked about ones where they get on the top rope, and the guy, like, basically, like jumps and like lands with his knees pinning uh that would be a meteora so that's a different move so the way he kind of lands like with his butt like imagine him like almost landing like he's getting a power bomb like legs over the shoulders okay as opposed to a meteora which would be knees on the shoulders legs back okay sasha banks does a lot of meteoras yes 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 but Dead. uh <laughs> now she's let's see what happens herself. on sunday oh is she um and yeah. then yeah, I, um, the the last episode that we just released, we were both shitting on the twenty four seven belt, so we shouldn't really say anything about the current product. We'll get. Hey, or, you know what we'll though? Like it's a moment. It, it's a moment in time. Yeah, we can capture it. So this is we're recording this before Extreme Rules. Turns out someone can do a podcast about how problematic we all are <laughs> in about a year. <laughs> Wow, we're that doing, didn't age well. No, nothing they talked about aged we're well. Doing a re, we're doing a re-listen of a rewatch. <laughs> Guys, Saudi Arabia is kind of a bastion of democracy. <laughs> Turns out. Actually, Connell and I are doing that podcast together. <laughs> right. Uh, and Connell, you're a newbie. Um, but yeah, I like this matchup fine. I really, I even the time I really marked out for the headbangers, I just like, like... I was transitioning from Mariah Carey uh, to Corn at this point in mm-hmm. my life, so I feel like Corn. Um, I do feel like I did like uh, Masha's uh, Napalm Death shirt. I felt like that was kind of a deep cut. You don't really see that too often. I like I like their skirts. I like their tights. Did you guys think that Miguel Perez? I'm sorry for uh, Aaron Miguel. Oh right, yes. Um, looked like Freddie Mercury when he played at Live Aid. No, literally not even a tiny bit. <laughs> Just look it up. I thought it looked more like Harry and the Hendersons. And I say this as someone with, with, a, with a lot the, of body like, hair. He had the mustache and the haircut and like the the spaghetti. And the tank top. The spaghetti strap tank top. Tucked into, like crammed into white pants. Yeah, it, I mean. King's electric shaver line was pretty good. What did he say? What was it? He said that uh, Miguel went through two, burned out two electric shavers that day. Problem? Yeah, on like I mean, one shoulder. But also because he didn't bring the adapter. We all know <laughs> that that's the problem with England. Yeah, he remembered he remembered the power cord adapter, but not the voltage right, adapter. Right, that's, that's the what problem. You always forget you about. always burn that shit out with the razor. That's what King meant. There were two more hours of this after this oh, match. I know. This- I thought this every time I saw, like every time I saw a match, I'd be like, "How is there still another ninety minutes? Yeah, like, for every match." What's next? I'm done with this. Uh, subdued Bulldogs promo. Oh, this is the face promo. Where he introduces this idea that he's dedicating this match to his cancer-riddled sister. Yeah, who we brought out later. Um, it w- I just wrote it. It's a very straightforward interview. It was very much like um, when they inter- like when they do... Uh, like um, Bob Costas would, mm-hmm. like, the do, Olympics. The, would yeah, do this yeah. interview where he's just like, so tell me more about like when you know when you realized yeah the kind of thing that would make you think that he's gonna win later in the night. The one thing I really liked about this was when he brought in like the weight training part of it, where he says that he dropped like twenty eight pounds because he knows how fast Shawn Michaels is and knew that he needed to to shed some of the weight in order to counteract that. I like when they put in little touches. Sure. Like that's that. a really nice. That's a really nice detail in story. Do you think he did? Probably not. 
Um, he did look in great shape, and I mean, I would say, I mean, we'll get talk but more. But he always he always looks in fine shape. But a little, he looks a little cleaner though. At this point, this was I think the last his last great match, I would say. But we'll we'll go more later to that. But I do think he was very ready for this and to make a big splash in his like as like the hometown hero. And speaking of great matches, Flash Funk versus the Patriot. I true. I have literally nothing to say. Uh, the Funkettes definitely did not get a plane ticket. I wrote, I wrote, I think the Funkettes left him. <laughs> they, he was sitting on his couch and they just were like packing up their shit and they're like, you had nothing, you have nothing to say? All right, well then we're gone. They just, they left and caught the next bus. This is the most whatever match of the entire card. It's just a shame because I think they're both talented performers in a way that Tiger Ali Singh isn't. Mm-hmm. And so I know we've recently on our group text feel like gotten in a little bit of a conversation about like, uh, bad performers versus bad creative, mm-hmm. um, and I do think both of these, Flash Funk and The Patriot, are victims of bad creative, but are good performers as opposed to Tiger Ali Singh, who is a bad performer. Wait, but I thought you had said uh, one of our previous episodes that you thought The Patriot was just like pretty. I think ca- he's really charismatic. I don't think he's very charismatic. That's true, but I think he's better. He's better than this match, though. He's better than this like face versus face, like weird, like no explanation yeah. match. I, I, um, I, yeah, and what they turned out. I do think he's pretty decent, and he has he has quite a pedigree that he could do more, like with the right gimmick and the right. Well, well he had the right music. That's true. The music um, works. I I wrote this match should be called Battle of the Stars because of their ring gear. They both had stars. It was like it made no sense. Uh, also, McMahon set called him the Funkmeister, <laughs> which is a real uh, that I think set I think. Like, I'm was Mr. Was, Funkmeister. Was was Rob? Uh, what's his name? Who 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 did Funkmeister? Like the Funkadelic, the Funkmeister. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Was Rob Schneider like no longer on Saturday Night Live at this point? Because I feel uh, like I don't think so. I think he'd be off at this point. He. Uh, it's I a dated like he was, reference. I feel I like think. he was an earlier '90s relic. This feels yeah, like this was like Will be, Ferrell time. I think we might be into like the the early Will Ferrell time where it was only like yeah. Spade left over, maybe. Yeah, it, it, and Meadows, of course. Tim Meadows was was will always be. He's still, still there. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Funkmeister is great. I, I yeah, also, I basically just said that the booking made no sense. Also, Vince McMahon in this match several times legitimately laughs at Jerry the King Waller where I think that Vince McMahon actually thinks that Jerry Waller is the funniest person to ever live. I believe that to be a million percent true. If he thought that he was like of like one of the best uh, caricature artists to ever live, I'd say yes, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know many of them, but I've seen his work and it's very good. Um, yeah, to borrow from the Kurt Angle version of the song According to the Crowd... This sucked. This sucked. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. The only thing I think that it does is builds a little bit of anti-American sentiment for the main event. Yeah, I guess. But uh, yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Oh god, the Legion of Doom promo. (laughs) Can we? What is going on in Hawk's mind? (laughs) At any given moment. So first, I looked it up, and so he. The poem that he does is a thing. Like, it's like a, a traditional, like, thing. 
Okay. When you say traditional, what do you like? I just mean that it's a thing that people have said before. It doesn't just come out of Hawk's like addled brain. Because like sidebar, when I, I've been watching The Bachelorette this season, and they Obvi. a yeah, lot of overlap, yeah, as I always do. Um, and they um, Hannah goes bungee jumping in Latvia, and they're like, "Well, it's a tradition in Latvia to go bungee jumping naked." And I was like. That's funny because how long has bungee jumping been no, around? That dates back to medieval right. times. Right. Back when the Kaiser was in Latvia, he would say, like, everybody on the first night I have sex with you and then you all go bungee jumping naked. I was gonna make a Doctor Doom reference, but that was Latveria. So. Oh yeah, not the same. That yeah, Latveria. They actually they wear more clothes than they should when they bungee <laughs> jump. Everyone must bungee jump wearing an iron gauntlet. (laughs) They really, you know, bungee jump instructors in Latveria need to be very uh, well trained. So they need to account for the weight so it doesn't pull them down further. The the bungee cord is actually like a quarter of what it should be because the the metal will just pull them straight down. It's actually just Reed Richards. (laughs) Wow. We got nerdy, and but still, this entire conversation makes more sense. So, oh my god! Tell me, up. tell me about the poem. Birdie, birdie in the sky, boy, something how you fly. No, no, uh, drop some whitewash in my eye. I'm a big boy and I do not cry. I'm so glad that cows can't fly. So he's saying that he's a good thing that cows can't fly because the bird shit he just dropped in his eye would have been cow shit. And that has nothing to do with anything. Wow. Well, I will say, given that the internet was AOL at this point, I give him a lot of credit. Because, like, could you imagine? (laughs) Well, just could you imagine just being like, guys, I need a poem. I need something. No, you don't need a poem. You don't need a poem. All you need to do is, well... We're gonna beat the Godwins. There you go. What a rush! What a rush! I just love the well because it's like a very like he's getting up at like a town board meeting to be like, well, if we put in the back lanes, the faggots are gonna move in, and you're like, Jesus! (laughs) I'm so glad the cows don't ride the bicycles. It's, everything he says, you're waiting for something very racist to come out. Every it's very it has me on high alert. <laughs> well, you're like, oh god. We're, from now on, from now on the podcast, anytime anybody's got like maybe too fire of a take, yeah, they have to start with well. Like imagine watching MSNBC like live streaming like some judiciary committee, and you do, there's like some fucking senator from Mississippi, and you don't know them, but they start their shit by going well, and you're like nothing good, nothing good comes next. So, so should we shut down the concentration camps that we've had for our immigrants? Well, it's now a part of our history, and I think it's like, Jesus, Hawk, God. Yeah, this promo was actually insane, and, and since it's mostly our friends listening to this podcast, please, I implore you at this beach house, please drop acid and watch this promo, uh, and you will be forever changed. And then Animal is nodding the entire time like, yes, as uh-huh. though, yes, yes, this all checks out. Yep, the poem, yep. Glad that pigs don't fly. Okay, yeah, if you had See, a, you're on a tag team, look, you go wherever your partner takes if you. If you had a spider painted on your forehead, you'd also think it was great. Yeah, okay? he was a Nancy. He was spinning the tail <laughs> of the world. <laughs> a Nancy, should we bring rain to the villagers? Well. <laughs>
Uh, should, should we do shots of like like whiskey? <laughs> do you have any more English? Yeah, do I, don't know, I don't know what. Like, I have some gin. I don't have beef eater, but we we need something to get through this. I'm 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 done. Let's with do it. Too. Let's. Yeah. I will I will drink whatever you put in front of me. Oh, that's good. Just lucky, I guess. What a rush! All right, what's next? Oh, right. Legion of Doom versus the Godwins. I got. I don't. I don't. I got nothing. I wrote. I protest this match. Yeah, um, I support you. It, well, this match did include Jr. explaining what the Confederate flag means in a weird way, without starting off with well. Well, but the well, the well was implied. Was was implied. <laughs> they also talked about Uncle Cletus, who was introduced in the Raws. But they, yeah, he had a new. Like, they have a new manager. They're like, we'll talk about him. He's not here, but we'll talk about him. Yeah, he um he got introduced, and we'll see him more yeah. in the future. But he's even more gross looking than the other Godwins, and he wears a leather Confederate hat. <sighs> Fuck these guys, man. Yep. Yeah, I'm done. I have nothing to say about them. This match was a match. Do you have anything to say about Ken Shamrock coming out oh, next? Oh, boy. Feast of famine, my friend. Oh, I wanted that shirt so bad where it has on the back. So it's Lion's Den, which I guess is his MMA training facility or whatever. But on the back, there's a picture of a half lion head, half Ken Shamrock head. Oh, fuck. That is great. He is so sexy. And I don't know if he is actually not medically cleared to compete because he does get physical. And I, like, today, I'd be like, oh, well, he must actually be fine. But in 1997, they were like, he we might actually care. have ruptured Put kidneys. Put your fucking head in the toilet. <laughs> ruptured lung, they said. Ruptured a, a lung. Punct- a punctured lung. Uh, which, to me, sounded extremely serious. Like, <laughs> it's a it's an airbag in your fucking body. How do you But I think he probably, it must have been lung. healed by then. Because he wouldn't be able, I feel like with a punctured lung, He'd you, probably be you wouldn't be, able to, like, you wouldn't be screaming into a microphone. Stand, standing, I assume. Um, can somebody explain the Harlem Globetrotters line? I, Rockabilly I love comes Rockabilly. Out? Literally, truly racked my brain trying to unpack it. I guess because he's like a little dancy. He was trying to get it, come up with a reference that all of England would really enjoy. Wow. Well, we all know yeah. Rockabilly usually comes out with a pail that you think is full of water, but it's actually full of confetti. Do, 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 yeah. Why was Rockabilly using a ladder? <laughs> Rockabilly also always loses to the generals. No, that's the opposite. I did think it was weird when he came down carrying a little trampoline, yeah, though. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so how many how many Harlem Globetrotters games have you watched I where you're like, to, I went to, Wait, the generals definitely won that one, right? I, I went to one Harlem Globetrotters game. And you left early. Generals, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, I don't know. The, the generals are up. I'm pretty sure they've got this in the bag. What could go wrong? So then we got another boring ass bread interview. Oh, this was very boring. This also oh, did wait, not work. Before how we they get there, sorry, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, I want. I have a note that said though. I was listening to Ken Shamrock's music, and I basically have a note that said uh, if Shamrock were wrestling today, I'm pretty sure his his entrance music would have been "Icky Thump" by the White Stripes. Doesn't it feel like like? Wait, which one? Um, like, which one's "Icky Thump"? I don't know. Are the white stripes in the room with us right now? Perfect pitch, everybody. Perfect pitch. Give me some more vodka and I will play Icky Thump. 
<laughs> this was the white stripes? This wasn't the raconteurs? Huh. Right, song. like that. You know it, right? That feels like a that that feels like a very Ken Shamrock song to me. Okay. Well, then, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad Sleepy Bobby agreed. Yeah. Okay, sad Brett. So then we got a boring ass Brett interview. Oh this did not go as planned. Brett. Ooh. So Brett they're thinking is going to be a face, but turns out they also hate him in the UK. And so they're like, I thought the whole thing is so weird. Why do they hate him in the UK? I don't know. I guess because they're also like, we're basically American and they're like, fuck you. Like I guess they're just mad. But they well, like Owen. But you're gonna have, get to that. They've got so weird. many I don't know why. um Steve Austin t shirts in the audience. That's so, true. It's I mean, probably I feel like they're Steve. starting to like starting to come over to the attitude era the same as the rest of us. I think that and also I think Brett has a reputation for being like whiny and whatever, and like that's it's more that than his like anti American sentiment. Certainly unearned. But also <laughs> I think like Vince tries to bury him here too, where he's like, Well, they don't like you here, do they? And you're like, Shut up. Like what? And that was Brett was the like, this saddest like, end to the interview and he literally just talking. goes like I guess not. Yeah, that was like not the promo. He was like, "This what? Fuck you!" It just he looked the tension. so hurt. I feel like he went immediately back to terrible Ted and was just like, Here, "Here's some, here's some Charlie Garcia." Like, <laughs> he, he went, he, he went back, on his took out his wrestling boots, took off his socks, just soaked his feet, a pint each. Yeah, terrible Ted. <laughs> just, just take my, take my woes away. Oh, it has been a day. <laughs> Terrible Ted is like the little fish that they have in the pedicures where they eat off your dead skin, except yeah. it's a circus bear. And ice cream and Bret Hart sadness. <laughs> Listeners, that's not rain that you hear in the background. Those are Bret Hart's tears. Oh. Would you know my name? Guys, there's still an hour and a half left of this paper. <laughs> oh, day. my God. This was the halfway point. I promise we'll, we'll cover it in 20 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah, this was next. Let's just keep it moving. I would have loved some build for the next match. Oh, Invader? Yeah. Yeah, it was. So, okay. Here's the great thing about this match. This match, they did not anticipate Owen being cheered as a face in this match. And so Vader and Owen two incredible veterans with yeah. tons of experience and professionalism recast the match and recalled like we're, we're calling it on the fly yeah that that's is really cool. fucking very yeah. that you, is so fucking you can good. tell and you can just tell how good they are they are that. so fucking i i literally get chills that they, they owen hart is so fucking good it's unbelievable and this was a great showing from vader did you see the sign though that said warning owen hart can seriously damage your career Ooh. I did see that. I was like, oh, no. And then, like, there was, uh, there was, like, one, there was one, uh, um, oh, my, one spot that Owen pulled with Vader where I was like, oh, this is getting closer to neck territory. Uh, it was, it was a, a much better, I wrote, it was a very good match. I also thought there was very good storytelling on the body slam. Yeah. That he's like, he's the body like, slam was a great, that was a great story. It was. I loved it. This is one of my three that I was like. This obviously gets cap. This is a great. I thought this was a. I loved watching. This you know match. what? I I forgot. I was looking at my notes and I forgot that this match took place. No. Uh. Let's see. There's Vader versus Owen. 
Taker versus Hart, and they, yeah, no, there are three. Yeah, those are those are the ones that I was like, these are good matches. People, I would, the the half you're being very generous. It was literally it was a half made of two quarters. Is really what it is. Mm, yeah, well, yeah, that's fair. No, I would say half of the Bariquas versus Headbangers match is good. I don't know if it's worth it's. It's not a measure of time. It's yeah. a measure of overall quality. So okay. It's not like half it was bad, but I just think it was a quarter of. I mean, I'm talking about a great like those last three are great matches that like people should listening to this who do enjoy watching wrestling should go back and watch the last three matches of this. Yeah, I they would are absolutely all, like they're look good. We, when, you don't need to see fucking Triple H and do Love Odin. You don't. No. You don't need to see any of the fucking stuff of the Bariquas, even though whatever. Exactly. Even though it ended okay. The, but the, these these last three. But are if this pay per view was yeah. Triple H and Dude Love. Bariquas and Headbangers in the last three matches, you'd be like, this is a fucking great pay-per-view. Although I do have some issues with the next match. We'll take care of Brett. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there, but um, I, I, I will say I really love watching Vader uh, walking away asking people what time it is. It, it was like he had slept past his, al- his alarm. <laughs> <laughs> what, what time is it? No one's answering. He was like, what time is it? Tell me what time it is. You boy, what time is it? <laughs> right. Why, why it's Christmas Day there, Vader. <laughs> he literally, yeah, he just needs to find a, a, a garbage can with a newspaper and he picks it up like, oh my God, it's Vader time. I've slept I, too long. I've traveled back too far. <laughs> All right, next shot. Let's do it. <laughs> I have to go to a show, you guys. So Undertaker vs. Brett is the next match. All right. So there's a promo. And it on the surface, it just looks like whatever. It's just, you know, a uh, standard fair promo. But one of the things I love about this promo is that <clears throat> when The Undertaker talks, and especially when, like, anybody talks about the undertaker their language gets very florid very purple and they're like they talk about how he's a he's a demon and and the 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 creatures of the night and the darkness it's very sondheim uh or andrew lloyd weber but then at one point he goes like in the middle of this also aaron just so you know that's what an ally looks like thank you You don't know Mariah Carey, is it, honey? And he just referenced Sondheim and Andrew Lloyd Webber. So this is what allyship looks like. I am the very model of a modern major general. (laughs) Also, he also referenced drag earlier. I'm saying Eric is just surging past you in this this LGBT rap season. Do not make me do all of Jesus Christ Superstar in front of you right now. That is a... Don't threaten me with a good time. My mind is cleared now. Uh, More shots. Okay. I love it. Um... But here's the thing. So he has this he has this long monologue about the creatures and all this stuff. And in the middle he goes, There's not gonna be someone lurking in the shadows waiting to hit me with a chair. <laughs> I'm like, come on, dude. Like thematically. It's very a very pedestrian like, thing. Like, there are no chairs in a world where there's creatures <laughs> and there's and like the darkness and, and like you're 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 going to be the gatekeeper. Like <laughs> No, nobody sits. <laughs> like it's your perch. You have your your throne. There's no wooden bed frames to bang my knee against. <laughs> <laughs> right? No one shall pull a kendo stick out from under the the curtain of the night. <laughs> Come on! Under the shadow of darkness, I went to seek my accountant Roberts. 
<laughs> right. Undertaker has parents. <laughs> uh, guys, he named him Undertaker. <laughs> there, he named him Under. Undertaker has done more taxes than Megan Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's really scary. Uh, that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well. So the match starts off very similar to the SummerSlam match, where it's it's hard hint- hitting, a lot of fists flying, kind of thing. You got anything to say about this? Match? I really, honestly, I just think it was a very good match. I like the psychology of Brett going after Undertaker's legs. Yeah. I like Undertaker's sort of aggressiveness, like trying to get vengeance through this. Like both of those things, feel, like read very true, and like the same way I feel like we enjoy watching characters in film and television that are doing something they're good at and makes sense and is like smart. That's what I felt like watching this match. I was like, Undertaker's mad because of what happened to him at SummerSlam, and he's out for vengeance, so he's more aggressive than normal. Bret Hart knows he's outsized, and he has increased aggression, and so he's going to target his legs and set him up for the sharpshooter letter. And that's the match we're watching. Um, yeah, and I, I enjoyed that. It's funny because like, I, I was really quick to sign on to the three great matches, or three solid matches, um, I don't know, rating. But... You know, like I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of notes. It was fine, but like there were, it, it was fine. I don't know. Here's I thought, my problem. Like, Vader versus Owens. Was better. This match is twenty eight minutes long. It yeah. is long. To yeah. end with a screwy finish yeah. after twenty eight minutes is a slap in the face to everyone watching. It's really hard when you think about. So Austin's out injured, mm-hmm. and they have this match, but they can't. Well, I mean, and no I, one can look weak. Like. Everyone has to come out as looking strong. And I think even on the poster, they had uh, Brett versus Austin. Because that was originally what was scheduled for this. So that would have been great. But they both they both have to come out of this looking strong. And this is a way where um, both Undertaker and Brett come out looking good. No one looks shitty. Undertaker, no one's taking a loss, really, like a clean loss here. And I think that really matters. And, and that's, that's fine. And to do that after 15 minutes, I think, would yeah. be yeah. better. But Bret Hart regards this as one of his last great matches. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do we trust Bret Hart's like like view of things? I do trust. Yeah. I do trust Bret Hart when it comes to wrestling. I I trust him, and I think this was a really good match. The ending was not great, and the fact that it was sort of like a fill-in story isn't great. But Did, they. But but this this is one of the few matches on the card that actually makes sense because after Taker loses. His title, he never really got a chance for a rematch. And so I think that the story here isn't necessarily cobbled together. This is one of the few ones that actually people can wrap their brains around. Sure, but I think they were ready to like trigger a full-blown program between the two. No, clearly not. I mean, for the whole show. Well, that's why it kind of felt like the sort of Saudi shows we're used to now, where they kind of feel like they're like uh, not canon. <laughs> the Saudi shows you're used to. I don't watch them. I, I also things. don't watch. No, I don't watch them either. I really oh, don't. Oh, do you? I don't. I do not watch. I'm the Saudi gonna show. check no. your history. I don't. No, we don't. We do not okay, watch that shit. I'm making sure. Okay. I don't know. Maybe because I don't watch any of it. I maybe, protest all of maybe it. Maybe it's someone else who's not paying for the and network. Then I, who's watching them? <laughs> I, I don't watch this all of it, and then I watch it later, and I skip through the stuff that I don't. That I don't watch any of it. I only read the recaps. But yeah, so we know that 
Undertaker is going to be facing HBK in this new thing called Hell in a Cell at the next pay-per-view. So it's they telegraph that there's no way that the Undertaker is coming out of this with the W. Yeah. And I mean the fact that this wasn't even broadcast to American audiences should have let us know that it wasn't broadcast to American audiences. No. Um Canada, you could buy the pay-per-view. UK, you could buy the pay-per-view. United States, you couldn't. And actually, they actually did a- in Canada, it was provided by the government because it's just like a, a public service. And actually, they did a, a cool thing where they said that it was in Bret Hart's contract where I think if it was outside the United States, he could decide whether or not it was available. So they made it a cool heel move with that's, that. That's cute. Um, so at the end, were they booing Taker or were they booing the finish of this? you think i think they were booing the phoenix i feel like throughout the match if you're tracking the crowd sentiment i do feel like it was a pretty even split where they were both getting pops they were both getting booze um so i do think it was a pretty split crowd so i just feel like they were more mad at the finish because it was a screwy finish did um did you guys like the brett getting caught in the ropes where he has to get let out hey if nothing else it was different Mm -hmm. if nothing else it's it's like like, oh there's something i haven't seen a million times before and since yeah, like, they had to something... literally have people help him out. We've been cool. watching now wrestling currently week to week, so many hours every single week of our lives for what? So many for hours. four or five years. Mm-hmm. So and many so hours. that's a lot of time. And we have I don't can't remember a, a match ending like that. No, and that's not that's nice. It, even though it's a screwy finish and it was a letdown. That like, but I get business wise why they didn't want to make anybody take the loss here. Sure, and uh, and it was something a little different. And so I'm. I wasn't mad at the scurry finish. I could see, though, how a fan in 97, and if I was in that arena, I'd be mad. But in retrospect, I'm cool with it. So in the final match of the night... By the way, before you get there, uh, did you see that uh, there was a sign that says, Tim is impotent? (laughs) I'm sorry, Tim. (laughs) can only assume it. It it was probably his doctor who went to the the pay-per-view. 15-year-old. There's only one way for me to tell you this. I'm so sorry. I know you're a wrestling fan. Tim, Uh, you are sterile. We have the results of your tests. And, well, you're going to have to (laughs) leave the country. Order this on Skybox Sports or whatever and watch it. So to translate this for all the other human beings out there, we're now in in For Aaron's mom. That our friend Tim Donnelly is impotent. No, I actually, you know, I didn't want to even talk about Tim Donnelly. I was just, I just meant to, you know, I wanted to be like, it's kind of funny to tell a person they're impotent on on a pay-per-view. Well, I was referring to the Dickensian classic Tiny Tim, who of course is impotent. Well, first As of we all, all know, he was always he's impotent. Got the you saw yeah. the crutch. He's impotent. Yeah, that's canon. And I'm, we're we're leaving this for for yep. the next podcast that <laughs> deconstructs how problematic we are. That was totally worth you interrupting me, Eric. Hundred <laughs> percent. I think it was. So we got a great thirty seconds out of it. So the final actual good match of the entire night: Shawn Michaels versus the British Bulldog. And it's the one that they've been setting up the entire evening. Hometown hero, British Bulldog. Bobby, what is that look on your face? What do you want to say? Okay, 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 okay. So, it's important to know, going into this match, until literally the start of this show, Bulldog and the Hearts were told Bulldog was going over. So Bulldog went into this night thinking he was going to win, which is why he brought in his 
cancer-riddled sister, which is why they were all there. He came into this thinking this could be Wembley Stadium, part de, that this was going to happen. Now, we know the finish of this match. Listener, Shawn Michaels wins. But Bulldog, the, the explanation, like the justification that has come out is that WWE had thought they were going to do another UK pay-per-view down the road, and then uh, Bulldog would win the title back. They did this similarly in his actual hometown, which is Manchester, not Birmingham. Oh, it's Manchester. So, I meant I meant hometown, just like sure, no, no, no. England. England, yes. England is a town. Bulldog is considered the hometown hero in this this for sure, and he was in Wembley. But there, they, there, the the justification was that in a future pay per view that was already on the books, they were going back to to Manchester, his literal actual hometown. And at that show, he would win the title back. Now, if you recall, this is what they did with Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels lost the title to Psycho Sid. We did this pay-per-view at Survivor Series in New York. And then he won it back at San in San Antonio, his hometown, for yeah. Royal Rumble. Yeah. And so the, the explanation is they were going to do that. And whose call was this, Bobby? This was a Vince McMahon call, but very informed by Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels' idea, which can't fault them is right that this is going to generate nuclear heat nuclear heat right to do losing in, losing in your home country and in the main event title match your cancer addled sister at the fucking ringside like that shit is a knife twist but like what kind of cancer well like was it a, was it like one of the big cancers or was it like she a, died the next day actually whoa <laughs> no, yeah <laughs> nuclear well um <laughs> her and the ultimate warrior just drifted off to heaven together but but they both they all were like just talking about all the gay people they knew and hated <laughs> I believe that. A British honestly. bulldog. When I looked on the beach, I only saw one set of footprints. One set of paw prints. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's because the bulldog was was doing that that what is it the body what's the thing where he does where he lifts them fully. It's called the gorilla press slam. The gorilla pe- press slam named after Gorilla Monsoon, former uh, president of the company or whatever. Wait, I believe did, was, was he a wrestler? He was a wrestler before and that. He did a press. Slam. Yeah, he didn't like work his way up from the mail room. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, some people are good at talking to wrestlers and some aren't. And I figured he was Eric, just like I hate to shout this loser for you, but the general managers don't actually generally manage. <laughs> <laughs> They're performers. So it's usually wait, a different performer. As also, you have seen, I thought Gorilla was just like oh, wait, oh, wait, back up, back up, back up. Did Jim Cornette ever wrestle? No, but he wasn't a GM on no, I just yeah, yeah. just thinking think of someone like him. Well, there, there are yes, yeah, like, fuck yeah, you, yeah. dude. But that's like well, Vince McMahon did. But I mean, like, no. yeah, no, Whoa. put your head, Eric, put your head Eric, in the toilet. Eric, calm down, calm down. I'm just saying, I'm on your side. You're so I'm wrong. Just saying. I'm just saying that, that there are people like Cornette and Jimmy Hart and people yes. like that. Yes, thank you. The manager. What do you mean? Yes, there's managers who didn't wrestle. You were you were talking you to can't me. Say, neither Jim like, Cornette. I didn't know. Wait, back up, back up. Did Teddy Long ever wrestle? No, he was a referee though. But he was okay. But, but what you're saying is oh, like, oh, okay. what you're saying is that Gorilla Mon- like it's crazy for me to imagine that. Of, to not imagine of that GMs you have seen have been wrestlers. The majority. 
Okay. Kurt Angle, Mick Foley, Baron Corbin. Yeah, uh, keep it coming. Fair. But I mean, I'm like, just saying, like, Kurt Angle. I, you know, look, uh, Mean Gene Okerlund wasn't a wrestler. He wasn't a general manager either. But he was. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. My point. I think that it's fair to say. I'm just right now. I'm holding both Guys. Bobby. I'm holding both Bobby and Eric's hands. I think it's fair to say that there are some people within the wrestling community who work their way up who were never wrestlers themselves. Okay, but if you hear three shots in, this is what we needed. It was it if was you hear that someone has a move then. named after them and they were a general manager esque position, it's not absurd to just like be like, oh, they must have been a wrestler. Well, well, well. First of all. It, 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 yes, I agree, but I had to process that information very quickly. You were like, it's the Gorilla Monsoon Press. Here we are on the pod. The Gorilla Every, Press. We're doing it in real time, folks. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. I mean, if you if you called it the Gorilla Press, I'd be like, yeah. If, if you said he did an Okerlund slam, I'd be like, what the fuck? Did me guys, and Gene wrestle? Guys, right. how the fuck? Exactly, now you're agreeing with me. Guys, how are we talking this long about this dog shit pay-per-view? It's because we like each other. Are we on, like, our hour four? I gotta go to a show. Are we... No, we're good. We're good. We're good. Oh, we're good. Okay, so um, what so, was the cancer? His sister legitimately has cancer. Like what? I don't know if it was like thyroid or breast or okay, whatever. Eric, I'm getting on Bobby's side at this point. Do you want us to rank the cancers? No, I won't rank cancer. He made which translation? He Eric does. has a ranking of cancers. <laughs> he doesn't want somewhere. us to do it on record. One. <laughs> well. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> they managed to, to put some real fucking emotion in this match. It was I loved this match. And I paid attention to this match a lot more than I paid it. Like I was playing that new Dr. Mario game. Shit, it's oh. out! Fuck! <laughs> I was playing that Dr. Mario game a oh lot during God, the Undertaker I match. I heard it's not even that good. Well, I mean it's a freemium game, so it's it's gonna be it's So if be I pay money be. and I'll like it. Fuck! <laughs> what did you think about Earl stopping Bulldog from tossing Michaels out of the ring? I didn't I don't understand that, spot. that shit. I loved that spot. I don't it understand just, it. Because it doesn't matter. Don't think too hard about it. But the but, point of it was to show how strong he is, and he's like, I can fucking hold this fucking guy all day. Whatever. Here? No? Okay, how yeah, about here? No? I got okay, that. I got that. Here. The whole Oops. point. Literally like, the whole point Oops, was to him. be like you can't go to this corner, you can't go to this corner, you can't go to this corner, you'll just drop him in the ring. But, like, I was just like, they don't do that in any other match, so it just felt like a weird That's why it was, it was a It was a silly thing, but it was definitely like a wrestling carny kind of thing. What carny do you, shit. What do you call the thing where um, Bulldog's on his back and he had, he had Shawn oh, Michaels? Oh, that's um, a surfboard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and that was dope too. When um, yeah, yeah, when Earl started counting the three count there, and it is Earl Hebner, right? Yes, this yeah. is Earl. If I recall, yeah, yeah. And uh, surfboard. The first match with Triple <laughs> Triple Did Love that was Mike Kyoto, I believe. Fine, uh, Eric. We've established you're an ally. I have work to do. <laughs> I'm going to watch Pose this summer. I have another album from Jay Z. I'd like you to. Uh, I have the worst friends, and no one watches Pose. Um, I watched the first episode. It was good. It's uh, the best show on television. Okay, anyway, back to this. Um, what were we talking about? Surfboard. Yes, that's a great move. Bulldog's been doing... I, this is my favorite Bulldog match I think I've ever... I can recall ever seeing. Shawn Michaels is so shitty throughout. Like, 
not shitty as a wrestler, of course, as a person, but as a person. So here's what I'd like to talk about. You, we went, we went really fast into the match, and the thing I'd like to talk about though is, um, uh, HPK has a promo, and his promo is like he's doing a lot of, of like Billy Idol snarl. Like he's doing like like one side of his lip when he's talking. Uh, he also says my middle name is Top This. Which is like two names, and also not a gr- like it's like as danger. opposed to me, my middle name is Top of That from Teen Witch. Top that, top that. That's what I remember from it. I, I fell asleep. Um, but yeah, uh, Danger is a good middle name. Top this is a terrible set of middle names. It's also my middle name. It's actually a family name. So <laughs> I was gonna say it, it was named after somebody who died. Uh, and then, I don't know if you guys noticed, but, like, when he was walking down the ramp, he definitely went in deep with some fans because he for sure and they kissed were... a, He for sure kissed a girl on the boob. And also like, they... he was under a girl's shirt kissing I, her. I also clocked that, and they did not look old. She was Let's 14! say that. She was 14. They did not look old. Old. Um, no, I, I would saw not, that. I wouldn't comfortably bum that girl a cigarette. <laughs> well, bum is actually a different. Ver- oh, it's okay. a verb in. Oh, uh, true, a true, true, true. No. I wouldn't poly snog a fag to that. See <laughs> what? <laughs> I whatever. wouldn't midge her at all. Um, no. Eighteen stone slapper. But like, I swear to God. Wait, what is a slapper? I truly don't know and refuse to Google it. <laughs> Wait, what? How? And what? Jerry Lawler said During the Vader versus Owen match, they started talking about a slapper, and I had no idea what it was. And Me I neither, and I refused to Google it. Fair. Um, he not only kissed her like boob area, but he like left. It's pronounced boobaria. <laughs> <laughs> he left and he came back. And, like, went back and kissed the same girl I, or set of girls on the mouth. Yes. In the yes, area. Yes, like, I was yes, like, what yes, is happening yes. with him? Was he just like... This is the lawsuit. This is... It's like him and Clinton and Trump are all in these legal documents. Get on Scribd. What? Read it now. It was for sure the Lolita Express. It was really fucking unsettling to watch. It was... It was It was like he was like, I'm in England, so rules don't... It was almost like he had a map of the United States where he had the the age of consent in each state. And then he goes, well, if it's not in the American map, then it's zero! Like, literally, they just have to be born and he can make out with them. One night only meant a lot of things (laughs) that day. It was was profoundly uncomfortable to watch. Uh, Now, to fast forward, I'm I'm doing a lot of time travel here. Great. Uh, You the Paul F. Tompkins sound cues. To, to to fast forward to the ref, we talked about the ref and how he, you know, the thing with the, what is it? A, it's not, it's a, uh, it's a gorilla press. It's a gorilla press. Named after. And technically it was a gorilla press. So gorilla press is the hold them over your head like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm doing this almost like a superstar, like hands at a V. Yeah, yeah. And that's your holding them up. That's a gorilla press. Right. And what you're seeing and like part of how the magic works with it, if you watch the person who's being pressed, they are pressing against their shoulders to hold themselves perfectly horizontal on a plank like that. Right. And so, named after famed president of WWF. Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon. So, for being a good president. A gorilla press 
slam would then be turning over, slamming on their back. A gorilla press drop is what he, he does. He's here. big on doing the drop. Okay. Yes. Right now, I'm thinking, could I gorilla press Bobby Hankins? You absolutely could not. Absolutely, a million percent no. You I don't even think this even not. did even remotely cross my mind. That's what a possibility. No, literally not even a little bit. You can gorilla press 168 pounds. <laughs> you could not. You could. Uh, going you back. You think you think you could gorilla press me? No, definitely not. <laughs> I'm. I can gorilla press other guys. None of us have upper body shape. I chain. am. I am svelte-ish, depending on what my <laughs> diet is. Uh, okay, so here's here's the other thing. I didn't like this ref for doing like when Bulldog is in the figure four, the ref is straddling uh, Bulldog. And I thought that was weird. I thought it was a weird thing to be like straddling Bulldog during the figure four. It felt like a weird camera angle. It felt weird. It felt like he was very. It felt like when uh, Heartbreak Kid it was refing a match where he was just like really in there and really in, in the middle of it. I don't know. I think he really had to be distracted. Like he really had to be so focused on Bulldog that he couldn't notice China and Triple H like pulling his arm. Yeah. Well, because yeah, because at a certain point, Rick Rude comes down, who did get a plane ticket. No Funkettes, but we get Rick Rude. Uh, China and Hunter Hearst Helmsley come down, um, and they begin to interfere in the match with in multiple ways. Yep. Which is this weird. Is the Generation X. Stuff. This is the yeah. the as yet unnamed stable. Which again is weird for us as American viewers seeing British Bulldog being the heel for so long, but now kind of this this face, depending on place, kind of thing. It's a it's like a Canadian stamp. The Canadian stampede, I would say, has like primed us for this right because the canadian stampede has made its way to birmingham burning man yeah um yeah i i i if you had shown this to me without showing me canadian stampede i would have been like what's going on because it made no sense the way that um things changed but now that i understand how, that like based on the location i mean look it's it's similar to hometown favorites yeah. in sports right so i get it now and and i was you know i was on board for it all right we've been recording for at least seven hours at this point anybody have anything else they want to say about this match this was a great oh. match and i feel like seeing the end the ending of this match the way the trash fills the ring is such an old school carny wrestling should, thing. Should people be allowed to throw trash? Yeah. When the Give match more trash. when the match is over. Yeah. I'm I worry when the match is happening that yeah. it's too dangerous. Yeah. But when the match is over, fucking pelt them with trash, babe. Because yeah. I am into it. He was fucking hit with bot I mean, like, that's the thing. It's not that shit as crowd. he was dancing, he was doing like the, the dancing homer as he's being like Pelted. That thing is like it's not even a matter of should they be allowed to. It's like if you fucking generate the kind of heat this generated, you deserve to fucking they they should they should fucking pull out concealed and carry. Like it's just gonna be, <laughs> it's an insane. It was an insane amount of heat that was so visceral and real yeah. that for like all the bullshit, Tim, um, and any, or anybody like who they talked about like wrestling is fake and like whatever, like that was real. Heat. Those people really hated Shawn Michaels, yeah. which is insane. Which, yes, we know that he did actually impart this decision, but like, 
most of the time it's a fucking script like he's he's an actor doing his job sure 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 it's like getting mad at Josh Brolin you know what I mean for like snapping half the universe away like it's a very insane thing no one should get mad at Josh Brolin he's great oh I would I, as you know we stand we stand Thanos into my house uh, um I actually wrote wow HBK really won't job for anyone that was a sign in one of the previous um pay-per-views I don't know if I mentioned it but I think it was like the last one or the one before um, but yeah, like they basically said, like HBK won't job, and I'm like, you know what? HBK will not. Fucking so here's the job. thing. So the, the the again the WWF explanation uh, was that this would generate nuclear heat, which it did. So you can't argue with that. Now it'd be good for business, and they'll book the the third in the trilogy, which and Bulldog would win, book. which doesn't happen for other reasons, but. Uh, they'll book a third match in trilogy in his actual hometown. That's when he'll win. And this was a, tr- a strategic thing. But what gets weirder and what gets more like, wait, was this Vince fucking with Brett? And like, is why were Brett and Owen nowhere to be seen? Why is right. why, why is help? Bulldog getting tr- like quadrupled manned in this? Where and there's you know Owen and Brett are backstage and no one is coming out to help. They look like fucking idiots. I read that Brett wasn't even on the poster for this show. How do you not put Brett on the poster? Brett is like one of the biggest names in the company. So the, he, like top three. So let's keep in mind that at this point, uh, Brett had his little sabbatical where they were negotiating his contract. Then signs like a twenty-year contract or something insane, with where he's getting a million dollars a year with WWF. And maybe WWF is starting to realize that they can't make good on the promises they made Bret Hart. Maybe they're starting to realize that they. I had no idea. Maybe they're starting to realize. We'll be talking about this more going forward. I that maybe that's a lot to promise. I had no idea what the contract terms were. I thought, oh my god. So we'll be talking a lot of this going forward, Eric. I but But for right now, (laughs) we got a little bit more business we need to take care of. For years, WWE hosted a yearly award show called the Slammy Awards, and we end each episode of Hell in a Cell Phone with our own version of the Slammies in a segment we call For Your Reconsideration. I'll start. Um, I, I went for an easy one. I said that this is this gets the uh, more attractive with the Lights Out Award <laughs> to the entire pay-per-view because this is essentially a house show. It's a, it's, it's a bunch of dark matches. And honestly, like, if I had been there, I would have been like, this is fun. But, like, having to live through it, like, from, you know, where I'm, I don't know, where I'm just from, from my living room, I was just like, most of this sucks. Okay, I thought Eric was about to call all British people unattractive. <laughs> uh, I, are you ready he for might some still nuclear be. heat? <laughs> wow. Well, well. <laughs> yeah, um, that's I'm going to give my slammy for, oh, thank God, um, to a sign I caught in the crowd. And all had all I saw before I figured out what it said fully was half woman, half something, all China. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And the sign said half woman, half machine, Hell. all China. And I was like, oh, yeah. thank I God. I just said, oh, thank God in my head. Exactly. I, no, I, saw, that. Exactly. I saw that sign, so I knew But I, I didn't catch it fully the first time. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And it, it really got better there. 
I'm going to go with the Where's the Hole Award to... China! (laughs) Sorry. For the Patriot, who looked so hard to find the hole in the ring post to hang that flag for, like, about a minute before he just... Like, because the Patriot will not lay the American flag on soil. Wow. He will not disrespect the flag in that way. Also, Eric, you'll get it because you're an ally. Um, I really felt seen during that segment <laughs> where he's frantically looking for the hole to stick it in. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I get and it. I get why you can't relate as someone who's so blatantly homophobic uh, to not know Mariah Carey's honey. So I get why it was a struggle for you. But you, I feel seen. I'm going to go ahead and say, like, it, it, they, they have too many flags. Just like if you you won't have to worry about where to put the flag if you just leave the flag home. Just like bring your patriotism can be just yourself. I want that to be your like silver twenty twenty colon. Just leave the flag at home. <laughs> what if the patriot was just brought a? a when this a, episode comes out months from now, no one will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey guys, please please uh, tweet us at Helena Cell Pod for the moment in this episode where we get too drunk to function please and if you like this you'll really enjoy next month next month we eric any and other I, episode eric and i are doing <laughs> our eric and i are doing our bloody mary off um and it, it should it should be something special well we finished off the tito's so we're gonna have to get another <laughs> bottle of it so we can do our bloody Mary. first of all if that was imagine you thought you needed for three bloody marys um let me tell you you already lost <laughs> Love us, disagree, want to defeat us in front of our home country? Let us know. Email us at HelenaCellPhone at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at HelenaCellPod or each of us individually. Eric at Prime Silver, Bobby at Bobby Hank, and Aaron at Slowpass. Our theme song is There Are Traitors in Our Midst by Disco Vietnam, and our art is by Alexis Yavni. Find links for both in our episode notes. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back again for Bad Blood in Your House. And you know that stuff because they spell bad with two Ds. Oh, it's like the, um, the Godwins and the Smoking Guns. Want to have an intervention? Think we have a problem? Reach out to us! <laughs> two Ds for D's nuts. For designated driver! Please help us! I heard that they covered this in Bofa.